Welcome to SaaS Talks from Lead to Close, where I'll be sharing with you everything that I've learned to close leads. I went from quitting my first sales job because I was too scared to talk to strangers to becoming a VP of sales for multiple tech startups where I built a sales team from scratch and led them to an acquisition. I'll teach you how to schedule more demos on your calendars, close at least 50% of your demos, and build a pipeline large enough so you're always hitting quota. If you're looking to scale, then turn the volume up. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to SaaS Talks from Lead to Close. I'm your host, Mor Asuline. What do I do, me personally, to get people to respond to my email follow-ups? And in this episode, I'm going to teach you a tactic, one strategy that I use. It's a strategy that has three branches stemming from it that I use to get prospects to respond back to my email follow-ups. There are three things to point out, and there are three things that I use. They call these the pillars of every follow-up email or every email that I send out to a prospect. Pillar number one, intent. I don't want to email just to email. I want to make sure that there is some intent behind the email and that there is a purpose. And what I mean by this is, like, do you ever send out an email a follow-up email to a prospect and in the email it says, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Prospect, just wanted to follow up and see if you received my last email or hey, just wanted to circle back and see if this is still interesting to you or any, any anything that resembles that type of email. Those emails don't really have intent. It's kind of really biased. It's just like, whatever, let me just throw it out there and see what I can get from it. Um, there's no real reason behind that email. So if the email doesn't have intent, then, um, then I, I, I don't, I don't send it. I, I rewrite it. Um, and like a, a side note tip of what you can do to create an email with intent is look at your notes from the, your your discovery call, or look at your notes from the demo, or was there a question that the prospect asked you that you didn't know the answer to, and you said you'd get back to them? Maybe use that as a reason to follow up. Right, so it wouldn't be just a follow-up email. It would be like, "Hey, Mr. And Mrs. Prospect, last week you had asked me, or a couple of days ago you asked me about X, Y, Z, and I promised you I'd get you an answer. Boom, here's the answer, and that's a reason to follow up. That's an intentional email. The second thing, the second pillar that I use is an acronym: W I I F T. WIFT. What's in it for them? If my email doesn't have the prospect in mind, if, I, if I'm reading the email and I'm thinking, okay, what's in it for them? And in the email, there's nothing that's in it for them. It's really what's in it for me. Then I don't send it. That's another reason why I don't send an email. So the email has to be or has to have a framework and a message that says, hey, this is all about you, the prospect. This is what you're getting out of this. And then the third is variations. I make sure that I send out different follow-up emails. I don't just stick to one. Let's just say you're sending out your third cadence, your third email, follow-up email. Do you send out the same third email every time for every prospect? Meaning if you had like 100 prospects and let's assume they're on their third lap of emails or third follow-up email, are they all getting more or less the same third email? 
So if the answer is yes, that's a problem because you're not A-B testing it. So you would want to create different variations of your emails and see which one sticks. Because at, at the end of the day, you do want to be data-driven, right? You do want to look at your open rates. You do want to look at your click-through rates or your reply rates. So by having variations, that helps. Um, side note, here's an example of an email that I sent. I'll give you the example of the email. I won't actually read out the email. It'll take too long. But um, it got me a response within 24 hours of sending it. So what I did was I took a common question, like a Q&A that a prospect would typically ask on a call or on a demo that was completely in line with like their goals or pain points or whatever it was. And I plugged that in the email. So for example, if I'm sending an email to John, I would write in the email, hey, John, by the way, I spoke to a, a few merchants last week or a few customers last week, and they had asked me a question and I found it, I found that. Um, this question was in line with your particular use case, and here's the question. And I would write out the question, and then I'd respond to that question inside of the email. And that's it, and I would just send it out. Like, I don't have a call to action, it's just, hey, this is some information that could be relevant. So to sum up this episode, three things that allow me to get responses in my follow-up emails, I make sure that the email has intent, so you can, and a tip for that is use your notes or maybe questions that the prospect asked that you have to follow up with. So use that to drive the email. The second, whiffed what's in it for them. If the email does not have, if you read the email and the overall theme of email is really what's in it, what's in it for you, rewrite it. And then the third is variations. You want to A-B test everything and have different variations for your follow-ups. And a trick to do this is one variation of a follow-up email is to include a common Q&A that somebody would ask in exact same or similar use case as the prospect or they're in, they have the same goals in mind. Hope this helps. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you found this relevant or practical at all, then please share this episode. Until next time, I'm your host, Mor Asuline.